us with some significant opportunities to make some real changes. You know, we are at an inflection point, I believe, in the world economy. Not just the world economy, in the world. It occurs every three or four generations. As one of, as the, uh, one of the top military people said to me in a secure meeting the other day, 60, 60 million people died between 1900 and 1946. And uh, since then, we established a liberal world order, and that hadn't happened in a long while. A lot of people died, but nowhere near the chaos. And now is a time when things are shifting. We're going to there's going to be a new world order out there, and we've got to lead it. And we've got to unite the rest of the free world in doing it. So anyway, I'm going to hush up, Mary. Fire away. Hey guys, this is Tommy, Tommy Nation Politics. How's everyone doing? Free thinking, innovating, totally open Tommy Nation Politics. Ladies and gentlemen, His Excellency, the Governor of I know Mickey. This is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. Uh, I don't know if you know me or not. I'm a progressive as well. I hear you're running for New York Senate. I got one of your messages. Nice touch with the chip in $10 to the Act Blue. The Act Blue. Would that be the uh, DNC funded organizational tool that funds Democrats statewide, nationwide, that uh, has gotten a Democratic Senate? Democratic House of Representatives, Democratic President in office, and absolutely no progressive legislation has passed the Senate and become law. Why would I donate? Why would I donate ten dollars to you, Dumiki? Why would I do that? If you're going to go act blue and talk about sweeping progressive legislation, and do me a favor, if you're going to be progressive because you're for the people, why don't you stop sending bot messages? Start sending real ones. Just thought I'd say something. Are you someone who doesn't bend to the will of the conventional wisdom? Someone who rebels? Who questions authority? Who doesn't just watch the mainstream media and go along with all the bandwagon mentality? President Joe Biden is looking to revive his climate agenda after a serious blow in Congress over the weekend. West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin says he won't support a Senate spending deal that includes provisions to tackling global warming. And now the president says he's looking at ways to use his executive authority to try and curb carbon emissions, including reportedly declaring a climate emergency. President Biden now looking to jumpstart his stalled climate agenda after a serious setback in Congress over the weekend from Democratic Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia. The president I, vowing to fight on. The way I use every power I have as president to continue to fulfill my pledge to move toward dealing with global warming. This morning, the Washington Post reporting the president is considering declaring a climate emergency, which could allow the administration to hasten its efforts to reduce greenhouse gas emissions and promote renewable energy. A White House official telling ABC News, we are considering all options and no decision has been made. The White House's coordinator for international energy affairs on CNN. I think the president was very clear that 
uh, if the Senate wouldn't act, that he would. The move after Manchin, who has strong ties to the coal industry, rejected Democratic proposals to address climate change, including incentives for wind and solar energy in a new Senate budget package. You're sabotaging the president's agenda. Manchin brushing off criticism, saying he won't support any further government spending that could exacerbate already high inflation. Meanwhile, Manchin's fellow Democrats warn the time to act is now, with the global climate crisis worsening. In France, overnight wildfires doubling in size, the country in a punishing heat wave. Great Britain today shattering its record for highest ever recorded temperature. And back home, Texas dealing with days of triple-digit temperatures. This grass fire near Fort Worth quickly spreading, destroying multiple homes. More than 60 million Americans expected to face temperatures of 100 degrees or higher in the coming days. President Biden plans to travel to Massachusetts tomorrow to deliver remarks on how he plans to tackle the climate crisis. Jay O'Brien, ABC News, Washington. Do you question authority? Is there a splinter in your mind that you couldn't figure out why it was there? Something's bothering you. Did you want to know the truth? Well, I'm going to tell some truth, guys, because this is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. And we're a new independent progressive media. We're free thinking, innovative, and totally open-minded. And we like to talk about the truth, coming together for the common good, and solving the solutions that need to be solved. Please enjoy the show. I want to thank you for that warm and sincere Christian welcome. Gentlemen, you may ask your questions now. What about the chicken ranch, Governor? Fellow Texans, I'm proudly standing here to humbly say, I assure you, and I mean it. Now who says I don't speak out as plain as day and fellow Texans? I'm for progress and the flag. Long may it fly. I'm a poor boy. New man. Come to greatness. So it follows that I cannot tell a lie. What the hell did he say? Trust me, for I promise, 
Something that will always be here, guys, is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. I plan on being here as long as the Democrats and the Republicans are. Someone's got to stop the sidestep, the dancing, the juggling. All the political circus guys, it gives me a headache. But um, at least lately, I'm not the only one who has a headache. President Biden has a new headache. He can't avoid the debate over whether the U.S. is in a recession. But if he dwells on it, he may hasten the very slowdown he's desperate to avoid. Why it matters. In economics, guys, psychology matters. The country and consumers believe we're in a recession. Why? Because we've had consecutive months of inflation and um, potential stagflation. It's a nightmare. But presidents can't talk about that. They can't talk about economic downturns. Little gloomy things like that. It's almost like talking about insurrections, isn't it? But they do have a unique ability to set the general tone of the country with their bully pulpit. To talk about their predecessors and how horrible and orange and democratic threats they were. About how his predecessor accentuated the pandemic and its effects on the vaccines to the point where their efficacy is in question, guys, if you follow the science. I mean, if you follow the science. Does a, a 64% efficacy rate, is that is that accurate? Is that um, something that works, 64%? Oh, things aren't working, guys, in this country. With a 9.1% percent inflation rate and potentially two quarters of negative GDP growth 
President Joseph Elizabeth Biden, he can't push the glass into a half full argument anymore. It's been too far already with this Putin price hike and insisting that it would be a short term. Uh, what did they what did they say it was going to be? It was going to be uh, transitory. On Thursday, the Commerce Department released initial GDP numbers for the second quarter of 2022 with economists expecting a 0.5% increase because of all the jobs that Joe Biden is creating. Jobs, jobs, jobs. He's the jobs president. Well, economic uh, onlookers, especially in the Fed, they're giving still plenty of worrying signs. The Atlanta's uh, Fed model in uh, Atlanta, Georgia, they have suggested the GDP growth will actually come in at 1.6% negative and not a 0.5% increase. Joe Biden's officials have been pre-budding the numbers and challenging the um, definitions of uh, recession and price hikes, of a uh, decrease of growth. One thing's for sure that uh, the profits of the oil companies, the profits of the pharmaceutical companies, and the profits of the wealthy have tripled as the deficit has tripled. Consecutive years, three. So today, the president says, my hope is we go from this rapid growth to steady growth and we'll, some, uh, we'll see some coming down of the inflation and the, and the transitory inflation, as it were, the Putin price hike. But he says constantly, and today he emphasized to his uh, cronies on the late night shows, Stephen Colbert and um, Jimmy Kimmel, that he doesn't really think that, that families are suffering just as badly as uh, Fox News and the, the people at uh, the kitchen table are talking about. These kitchen table discussions, guys, it's not about food, the cost of food. It's not about the cost of gasoline. It's not about uh, college tuition rising. It's not about the wealthy extracting our labor and outsourcing jobs so that they can have sweatshops make their, their factory um, resources at uh, below a minimum wage while the American people starve. These, these aren't kitchen table issues, guys. That's not a kitchen table discussion. The kitchen table discussion is actually about the insurrection. It's actually about, you don't understand, the American people don't care about food costs. They don't, they're all at Martha's Vineyard. They're all at Mar-a-Lago. They're all risking their livelihoods to work jobs for hours at a time, missing moments of family uh, reverie. They're at uh, markets uh, with lower pay, stagnated wages, and no vacation time or paid family leave, creating the labor for the a wealthy elite who will soon outsource their jobs or give them to robots as soon as the time comes. seems as the working class becomes more obsolete the economy and the market the free market that i remind you once again was buffered by government money during the cares act that is what it seems the uh yes men of the cnn news network the msnbc the mainstream media the conventional wisdom fact checkers of the ivy league schools the rich puppets of the puppets of the rich 
are saying where the credibility is. The credibility with voters, guys, is the markets. It's the insurrection. It's the keeping safe our jewel called democracy. Ah, and yet still, with all this progress of the Democratic House and the Senate and the President, the rich are still getting richer and the poor are still getting poorer. And like they say in the best little whorehouse in Texas, but there's nothing dirty going on. It's just a little bitty pissant country place, D.C. Nothing much to see. Or is there? Throughout history, the United States has struggled with the paradox of poverty amidst affluence. Why do so many people struggle economically in a nation, the richest country in the world, blessed by almost international and historical standards? With abundant opportunities, right? All the jobs. Are the poor themselves to blame? Are they the victims of unequal educational opportunities, racism, sexism, or an, an economic system that favors the rich over the poor? As a rich society, how can we help the poor families without fostering economic dependency? How can we do that, guys? Well, the Republicans, of course, tout very strongly their commitment to family values and the family unit. And it is clear that after the 1960s, unwed childbearing and other unintended consequences have might be responsible for the perpetuation of the poverty in our country. That we don't seem to address or the persistent racial or ethnic inequality that happened to do with redlining. We don't seem to address the missed opportunities of kids that don't have enough money to pay for college tuitions or poor children that have to work as well as their parents do so that they can keep food on the table and so they can have rent and a roof over their uh, heads. We don't seem to think about the disadvantage of the people in that kind of poverty. And the paradoxes of American poverty are not new, guys. It's called the American dream. If you work hard enough, you might achieve something. Well, what about these paradoxes of American life that are not new and are getting more and more intense as inflation, food costs, and energy costs rise? We need a full overhaul of the welfare system. And I say that as a progressive, but I also say, guys, that this welfare system has been undermined by the reckless spending of both the Democrats and Republicans. These Democrats and Republicans talk about responsibility, personal responsibility, civics, collective for the common good. Do it for the good of everyone, right? The collective. While they triple the deficit three consecutive years, they preach to the working class about personal responsibility. It's funny because in 1996, the Personal Responsibility and Work Opportunity Reconciliation Act, it ended welfare as we knew it under FDR. One major target of the reform was the aid to families of people that were single, single mothers. It aimed to get poor single mothers off welfare and into jobs. Jobs, 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 just like the president says. A democratic president, a democratic crime bill. Well, this Democratic president and his Democratic crime bill in the 90s, 
That was not the only thing that he was working on. He was also aiming to get poor single mothers off welfare and into jobs, providing cash payments to very low-income families with children. But the legislation sought to end of other government assistance by promoting self-sufficiency and personal responsibility. It was the right-to-work programs. It was the work-first programs. It was the strict limits on cash assistance imposed by work requirements. It was encouraged, uh, encouraging marriage and two-parent families as a context for having to raise children. It was, it was the uh, sustenance that would uh, promote the family unit. And both Democrats and Republicans, hand-in-hand, hand, took that welfare reform legislation and challenged us to re-examine the circumstances of America's least advantaged residents. But th these reforms, as you've noticed, did not set out to reduce poverty, even though they so proudly called it a war on poverty, or Reagan did. America's poor in 2000, 11.3% of the U.S. population was poor. Talk about a war on poverty that failed, almost like the war on drugs. America's war on poverty in 2000, the year, 11.3% of the United States population was officially under the poverty line. According to the poverty income guidelines provided by the Office of Management and Budget of the government. By the late 1970s, we see these deeply impoverished, redlined, neglected income inequality families that are under the threshold of the poverty line. Loosening the safety net underneath them, distributing that wealth, that success or economic success, as it were, extracting it back to the wealthy, who in turn create more with their hoarding of it. More poverty. And in 2020, after the CARES Act was signed, it created an income inequality gap not seen since the Gilded Age. And U.S. families, the median income in 2018 was $50,891. That median income was two, it was two people. Because, of course, the family unit creating an income of $50,000, guys. How much do you think $50,000 can buy in 9.1% inflation? The 9.1% inflation and the federal rates being raised. How, how, how sustainable? How sustainable is that system to provide basic necessities for people under the poverty line or even the working class as it were? How is that sustainable to provide housing in a very expensive market and a substantially uh, diverse geographic urban to a city uh, country. The definition of this war on poverty, the definition of this war on drugs, guys, is most clearly, most clearly a failure. It failed to adjust for income that diverted to pay child support for taxes. It failed to curb the greed of the cartels that became rich off of a black market that was enabled by our crime, our, the crime bill and, and the uh, war on drugs. It was a failure to lift out of poverty urban citizens, working poor, and children that could not benefit from a two-parent household. It actually failed. 
in lowering the poverty rates and declining the poverty-stricken people that were altogether never able to reach above the poverty line. And the American dream, as it were, never came to generations of people since this war on poverty has begun. And now, making up nearly one half of America's poor population are children and the elderly. <laughs> They're sometimes considered deserving of the poor, being poor because of the government assistance, that social security. I tried to cut a third time, I tried to cut a fourth time. America's growing racial diversity has occurred simultaneously with the declining poverty rates of ethnic minority groups due to their uh, access to education, which is a, a silver highlight. And yet, the Social Security Administration in 1965 was dead set on not delivering those benefits to minorities. The cost of meal plans has multiplied by a factor of three since then. In 1995, the Poverty and Family Assistance Department, NAS, released a report evaluating the official measure of poverty in the light of changing social circumstances. And what they found was that these families, these households, their living costs, their medical costs, the taxation, and the government assistance was not equal. There was no equality. The calculating of poverty, those thresholds, for the basic goods, the necessities, the clothing, the shelter, utilities, the necessities of these people under the poverty line, those needs were not being met. And now, not only was it a rough ride for the blacks and Hispanics that were redlined and had to work twice as hard to get above the poverty line because of the Jim Crow laws that were discriminating against us. But now this is literally, guys, it's, it's changed into a female feminization, feminization of poverty. The gender gap, guys. It persists despite Obama's Lilly Ledbetter Act. It, it, it persists despite the jobs that Joe Biden has created. It persists despite the progressive legislation. It persists throughout America despite the Republican uh, cries for power, but a Democratic Senate, a Democratic House, a Democratic president reigning supremely above with a banner held high that says that they are the champions of women's rights. As the Republicans used to proudly tout family values and the family unit, these Democrats, they proudly tout their love for women's rights. It's funny, guys, because women, especially single mothers, are now targeted even more as headed down the path of underneath the poverty line. 32.5% of single women that were raising children are underneath the poverty line. And this has been an accelerating rise since the 1990s. It's almost an identical income inequality that happened underneath Jim Crow that's happening to women now, guys. It's immeasurable the lack of resources that we, people say it takes a village to raise a child. It's literally taking, I mean, they have no, they have no uh, head start. They have no pre-K. They have no uh, 
student loan forgiveness. They have no student lunches that are free. They and their and their mothers are working all day. The bonds of uh, family units are uh, eviscerated with the dependency of the labor force, and thus we have a new caste system. It's called the working poor. It's unprecedented. It's never been seen since the Gilded Age, the Industrial Revolution, that catapulted these billionaires into existence and the hoarding of wealth to be a part of the conventional wisdom and the, and the social norms. This hoarding of wealth, this Gilded Age, has created 700,000 American families in worsened conditions, drug dependency, depression, disabilities, the curbing of the rise of uh, the rising of the income inequality on single mothers, guys, it's not progressive. And yet we have the squad and Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez proudly arrested on the uh, Capitol steps for protesting for women. How heroic, how brave. Unfortunately, this makes the 175th political stunt of AOC's short career in Congress. These people are starting to realize, and I think you are too, that these people are not doing a goddamn thing. They're starting to realize that there's a man behind the curtain, especially when pictures show that AOC wasn't handcuffed. There were no charges filed. And she's a Congresswoman not making laws to codify Roe v. Wade. She's outside doing a political clown show at the expense of her constituents and the collective blue collar working class at the expense of us, the citizenry. Back in April, AOC was shunned by organizers who unionized at an Amazon distribution center on Staten Island. They claimed the champion of labor and socialism and Medicare for all left them high and dry during their fight. This is just a couple of years after the progressive queen of queens, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, was dealing with uh, Amazon. She, she told, she told uh, Amazon to cut it out just like Hillary told uh, uh, Wall Street. I guess they didn't listen. Now AOC's become Joe Crowley, her former competitor, the man she beat because he was a corrupt puppet of the puppet of the rich. He was a healthcare insurance united banner boy. And while she was proudly waving her flag of Medicare for all, lining every single sign and campaign yard sign boldly with Medicare for all, on her platform, she will now at the present moment not meet with healthcare experts. She won't be with union organizers. She kills jobs in her own community. She's got competition. She's being primaried from the left. Yes, guys, Jessica Ramos. Jessica Ramos has New York constituents asking Ocasio-Cortez, what exactly would you say or do if, uh, these corporatists decided that they didn't want to have Medicare for all, a Green New Deal, a living wage. What exactly are you doing in the, uh, in the positive light? What are you doing concerning a living wage, Medicare for all, women's freedom with bodily autonomy? What are you doing, AOC? How, what are you doing? Because you have power. You have the power to make laws. You are a part of a bicameral legislative branch of Congress that has the power to make laws. And you can whip votes. You have influence, you have policies, and you have 
staff and aides. But you see, the answer to AOC and what she's doing is nothing. AOC, you see, she's a figure of national prominence. She's an avatar of the democratic id. She can't be bothered with the minutiae of everyday lives, of practical policies, of progressive platforms. She has to go to galas with tax the rich dresses. She has invisible handcuffs to pretend she's locked up. She's an aspiring doctor, by the way, who tells us all that basically she's also a criminal investigative genius and she's going to crack wide open this January 6th insurrection. She's got it down, guys. She's doing performative resistance art for cameras. She's not doing healthcare right now. Excuse me. That is so dramatic. Don't even. I'm not like making laws to protect women. I'm not like codifying Roe v. Wade into law or anything. I'm really putting on a political clown show circus for your entertainment and for my career opportunism, okay? This progressive fakery that I'm doing, guys, it's something that shames me. It really does. It's something that shames me because conservatives have been pointing out AOC's performance art for some time. And I think they're, they're heartened to see that the progressives are now catching on. It's disheartening to know that these so-called leftists and progressives are still going to support or enable fakery or a progressive squad that does not attempt to stop the policies and agenda of a neoliberal president, Joseph Elizabeth Biden. A Democratic crime bill. A Democratic crime bill. Yes, guys, he wrote the crime bill and he tried to cut Social Security three or four times. And now we have a post-pandemic welfare system with disadvantaged jobs that are not stable, increased divorce, unmarried, childbearing, roughly one-third of women that bear children out of wedlock are poor. We have public assistance that is not able to be uh, really... Uh, distributed because of the division and the polarization of the states, especially the red states, with a blue president. We have child poverty that we haven't seen since the 1980s, guys. <sighs> we are 174th in literacy, and we are about to shoot nuclear weapons off in a proxy war with Russia as we ship their, our tax dollars. As, as, as we have a poverty increase in our country, we ship our tax dollars off to neo-Nazis in Ukraine, while the unmarried single mothers and families are disproportionately poor and without assistance, we decide that we're going to assist in a proxy war. It's a shameful, disgusting practice these Democrats and Republicans are uh, making policy. And that's what we're going to talk about at Tommy Nation Politics tonight at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I have a guest with me, Soslin Newell Temminson. He's a right-winger. But he wrote a really special message today about how we need to sit on both sides of the aisle, left or right. We need to come together for the common good. And we need to solve these kitchen table issues because these Democrats and Republicans are never going to solve them. They've carved themselves from the very engines that brought them to unjust dominion, a tyranny, and a insurmountable appetite of greed. So it's time for us to be free-thinking, innovative, and open-minded. And it's time to come together out of many, one.
This is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. Thanks for listening. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Be responsible. Responsibility. Thanks for joining us today at Tommy Nation Politics. And don't forget to think responsibly. What's up, guys? This is Tommy with Tommy Nation Politics. It's Tommy Nation Tuesday. With me, the uh, wonderful Jamar Jabari from the Voice of Change podcast. Yes, we're on at the same time. And also coming to the show, Saab Temminson, who has uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get deep into Sausland. I hope you guys are done with the, uh, the uh, sidestep, the uh, trickery and the fakery, guys. Are you? Come on. I can't hear myself. Hello? Oh, well. Y'all yeah, I can hear you. Sosslin, you there? Hello, Sosslin. Sosslin, I can't hear you, bro. I think you gotta, He's pretending um... to be AOC. <laughs> Let me refresh this. See what happens. Oh, it's, uh, you gotta unmute his mic. Can he meet, unmute his mic? Hey, you lost Sosslin. It's Let cool though. He's about to go back in. About to log back in. Mar, how's it going, bro? How you doing? Oh, oh very, 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 very good. Very good. Um, you sound tired. Good? Have you? Yeah, I hear you. No, I, I'm I'm playing into I'm pl- I'm basically like rewording what I'm saying in my mind right now. Uh, but um, because I, I got something to say about why are you rewording Cortez? Cortez. No, because okay, let me just make sure that Sasa say Ocasio something. Cortez. I want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Can oh. you guess him? Or t- I just oh. want to know. Can you guess Sauce- Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. Um. She definitely. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I heard arrested. you. That was weird. That yeah. was weird. Um. I. Your critiques is spot on about how the union yes. gave up on her yeah. when they were trying to unionize and all this stuff. Um. Because she told them that. I mean, actually, she wasn't even there. She was not present when she needed to be present for these type of labor movements. And this is the issue with Democrats continuing to say that they are a working party uh, party when they really aren't. Um, the real working party, I mean, shit, I fucking am a member of a real working party that, that gets pushed back by Democrats every time we try to run somebody. Uh, we're always out on the streets. We are the left. She's not the left. Um, she was the left, but then she got corrupted by those Democrats. Democrats are not the left. Democrats are more uh, moderate or more. Uh, they can even they can even be center, but they 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 are just like a neoliberal party that is bourgeois system. 
Um, she's not a real socialist. I am a real socialist. I've been to school on socialism in American perspectives. First ever socialist. Stop you there because you made some really good points. Yes. Respond to I just that want to give my uh, point of view on the what one the left really, really is, is compared to Democrats. Yeah fight that we constantly have with each other because i know that for some reason we've gone beyond the uh reality of things about class people and we want to smear each other like you like patriot angle unfiltered keeps saying she's a socialist if if you you can name one socialist thing she's done i'll give you a hundred dollars but you can't you're just saying things you're saying nonsense i have a problem she said she was a socialist that's all they know you know sauce (laughs) i mean if she's a socialist, do socialism. It's, it's right. really, I, I feel like I'm in third grade with all that. Just say things like this. But anyway, um, Sauce, welcome to the show, bro. I really want to, because the first <laughs> time you. I heard on the on the Patreon Expert Phil podcast, I really did hate, hate the shit out of I didn't even hate Michael <laughs> as much as you. You were really, you, you rubbed me really. So glad uh, that you wanted. And I don't have to do hit pieces or, or, or hit you from the sides. Uh, it. It's good. So, what, what's, what's up? What's up? What's 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 your ideology, bro? What, what give me your beliefs? What, what do you believe? Oh in? boy. Um. Well, first of all, <clears throat> I just want to give a shout out to uh, <clears throat> the most active, your number one fan, <laughs> which is the Patreon Unfiltered uh, podcast creator. He is like blown up your, your chat. <laughs> That yeah. is the number one, but he's, he's trying to distract the left, bro, with his with his nonsense. No. I love you, Michael, no, but we... I'm not gonna fucking tolerate your nonsense. <laughs> so, Just saying. you know, here's here's why it's I funny. Come. It's funny you guys were right about it the whole time. Like that. What's that? What's that? Go ahead. What give you, you some time to talk? I want to. Oh no! I said. So here's. Go ahead. So here's where I come from. So I was adopted from Russia back in 2006. And so I did a lot of my homework. And when you're in the military, you get to travel the country. You get to travel the world. So you get to experience all different kinds of uh, what, the, what different kind of governments you have to go under. And it's just very interesting, especially when you go to Tokyo or Japan, they have very strict rules. And they have very strict and they have free medicine and they also have like very fantastic um, plant-based stuff. And so it's just very interesting. And that's where my, and that's where kind of my ideology comes from as being in the military, because the military kind of has a socialist mindset to it. When you think about it, you get free healthcare, number one, you get free education. And then you also get like, everyone gets equal pay, but it comes within time and service. So for instance, if I was like in uh, five years, I'd be an E5. And so then I would get, uh, equal pay as everyone else that's a rank of E5. So that's where the military kind of comes from. But here's where I kind of differ and here's where I kind of separate myself from. Because I am, I'm more of a person that states that, okay, socialism can be good up to a certain extent. You look at Denmark, that works because Denmark is a small country. But you bring the ideology into, you bring socialism into this kind of a big country that's got 395 million people that's not going to do not, that's not going to be very successful. You have to try and uh, 
a smaller Why? country like Denmark and Norway. It's smaller population. Why? 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 Because you have a smaller because you, you have a smaller population. And <laughs> so therefore, that means what? Therefore, that means what? Therefore, it works in smaller countries. What is the problem? What is the problem with a larger? Okay, so reason this is why a dope episode, man. Not I like larger countries. What's that? I said this is a dope episode. I like I, this. I like. It's time. It's time to talk about. We, we need to talk about the real issues. Yeah. And with words and I need to understand you guys. I don't understand you. I don't understand why you're saying this. Larger scale, it ran efficiently. Don't think government can run efficiently. Understand that well, the Democrats at, and Republicans run the government. But what is your reason? Oh, well, the, the, well, the Democrats and the Republicans. The reason why they run like a horrible government is because of the two-party system. That's why. I mean, you look at you got to get rid of the two-party right. system, and once you have a two-party system, then you get like work done, and then you get people that, and you get rid of the electoral college. Once you get the rid of the electoral college, you actually make progress and you make work, and then you get things done. That's why wow, I think bro. we agree on that. Yeah. Um, so, so, how come I, you're more socialist than AOC? Being uh, <laughs> and then thinking. Well, the socialist. I don't think he's being socialist, though. I think he's just being more of a free thinker. <laughs> center line. Remember, I told you I was going to be center line. I am like center line. I'm not like one side or the other. When you're in the ministry, you I have like, to like. I want you guys line. to be you. Because behind the scenes, you're being you. Booth, you're being you, right? You have issues that tick you yeah. off. One of my issues that tick me off is the smearing that goes on and the nonsense that goes on. I already told you my issues. So what is, uh, and then Jamar, what's your, your what are your issues with uh, this this system? Well, Why listen, do you think that uh, listen, this, listen. This, this capitalist economy is not working? Go ahead. Well, listen, a lot of people don't know, um, which is so important, is just to be quick about socialism, is that there has been socialist uh, high uh, American figures within our history that they just never ever brought up and said that they were socialist. But when you look into their policies. I mean, not the policies, the issues they raised, you find out that they were actually socialists, like um, the Black Panther Party, um, poets. FDR. Uh, FDR was more of a democratic socialist, uh, which that would be a totally different other episode to explain the difference between uh, democratic socialism. Uh, a good example is the difference between the Mensheviks and the Bolsheviks. The Bolsheviks were the socialists, the Mensheviks were the democratic socialists. Something for people to look up in the future to learn more of an understanding of that. Um, but um, my issue is that we we uh, live in we live in America where we are in a very uh, um, abusive relationship with our government. Uh, 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 and this is a late stage capitalist government that is a two party system that basically that's not democracy when there's only a two party system because I'm part of a party. I actually am on the steering committee of a party that is here in Connecticut. And I also associate with the with the Green Party, which I have a lot of Green Party members um, on my podcast as well, too. And they tell stories about how they are snubbed 24 seven just for giving a better working class ideal that the Democrats did not want. So that's my main issue is that we that we are in an abusive relationship with this government and this country has to change. And the decision on whether it is a democratic socialist country or a socialist country or a country that is a capitalist country um, is the decision of the people, which I will always back uh, 24 seven. 
And my issue is that um, I have seen socialism work in in Cuba, which which is uh, the the leading healthcare of this hemisphere. So it's um, Japan. So, well, Japan's not socialist though. Japan's capitalist. But they have. Um, well, Japan has free medical. Japan has like free healthcare for everyone, though. That's now. Thing. That's where we get into democratic socialism because they get, they still identify as a capitalist country, but they still have some socialist uh, policies. But they are not. Yeah. I want to say it's a socialist. It's to be because so- the party in totally Cuba socialist. is in fact socialist. Yeah. To be totally socialist, though, you have at communist, you have to be trading with other like the communist were very strict about that during the Soviet Union at the time. They only nationalizing resources. And, th- and that's why yeah. the, the uh, United States set up NATO, so they could o- overthrow that re- regime. And they even followed them to Afghanistan, armed the moon so famously. We got they armed the- crazy-ass the motherfuckers. They armed crazy-ass motherfuckers. Am I wrong about that? Sauce disagreed with the system. <laughs> well, this, that- well, here's, well, here's the whole problem, okay? So being uh, born in Russia and stuff, so be, be, I, I'm going to relate everything back, you know, where I came from, which is Russia. Russia has yep. uh, Russia is a communist country, I would say. So the now reason why or I, in the past, uh, I would say they're still communists uh, because you know Putin. Anyone that wins by ninety eight percent, anyone that a capitalist wins, though, he said no, he's, that he's a capitalist. No, he, I, I listened to his speeches. He I even talked shit about Vladimir com- Lenin a lot. You know what communists do to oligarchs, about right? About what do communists do to oligarchs? It's not a lot. Oligarchs He's a billionaire. That's a capitalist. Communism. Uh, so, is, uh, so is the Chinese oh, leader and so is the Cuban leader. They're all billionaires because they take from the the poor people's backs. Of course, they're going to be all billionaires. What do you I think? That was the whole point of the Cuban Revolution, though, to, to give the poor people uh, a chance to not, because Batista was taken from the, the poor people's back. Not, well, not look at Sri Lanka. Country. Look at Sri Lanka right now. Look at Sri Lanka. What just happened in that country? The people got fed up with their government, which is a social, which is actually a socialist government, and they got fed up with. Then they stormed the presidential palace and the prime minister's palace and caused both of those to resign. So there is a problem God, they, that. That's a democratic socialist country. That's not a I'm socialist very, country. So I'll, that's I'm a, very hey, glad that you brought a, up, I, guys. I, I'm very glad you brought up the um. I, the, we could explain all day the nuances of things. The right wingers are still going to call us. I should do an episode on no matter what. I should do an episode on. So it's really wasting your breath, Jamar. They're well, going to keep on yelling it. <laughs> well, um, you, so guys, hey. in the storm, storm, I'm glad you brought up storming the capital because uh, the politics <laughs> of the U.S. today says the polls find. That the January 6th hearings haven't changed any minds. In fact, President Biden took aim at President Trump the other day that he was a coward for not doing it. And also said he was complicit. This is my favorite part, Joe Biden said. He said that uh, revolutionaries are not part of the American heritage, which I thought, uh, Joe, you should go back and look at 1776 real quick. Jack. Did the Easter Bunny but, tell uh, him he to said uh, I'm pretty sure he just said no? whatever he wants to say. Joe Biden or literally is—he's uh, lost. He's off his rocker. He thinks that oh, we need to <laughs> a, revol- a revolutionary rebellion. I don't understand this whole January 6th thing. I think it's only to divide us. What? What, is, what do you think? What is, it, what is this January 6th for? What do you think? I haven't asked you. Yeah. What do you think you about something. January 6th? Listen. Listen, January 6th, January 6th is a big deal, but there's also a lot of different other problems. The fact that they are using this why is because it, this why? is all they have. 
that's all they have to go yeah. after uh to remind people that oh i know biden sucks but just remember trump trump it's a it's a it's a tactic to get people to be afraid of when trump is going and don't get me wrong i I'm not a Trump supporter on any freaking level, but the fact it that, is that weak, he made people do things is that they're weak. This guy made people things. Look at look at Patriot Angle right now. He's talking about how Trump is going to save us all. Like Trump's a god <laughs> of these guys. I don't. Well, literally, I would say them, he, no American president has ever made people do anything. Really, they just fucking talk. He platitudes. This guy literally made got the shit done. He got the Trump tax cuts done. He got his wall fucking going. He vetoed the military oh. spending budget. And by the way, we should all be fucking insurrecting right now if we were real Americans. Which uh, so I was going to get into because honestly, I thought insurrection and on the whole point of protesting and stuff like that was how uh, the the colonizers was, was able to uh, differentiate themselves from uh, the UK. Um, this is this is what they did. You see, with the with the, the Boston Tea Party, for example, um, that wasn't uh, oh let's shake hands. That was a straight up like fuck this government, um, fuck this taxation. Um, so yeah, I mean, I have no issue with storming capitals if 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 the people are upset. It's just that the way that shit went down, yeah, it looked really crazy and ugly, and I don't think they really had a plan. It was more of a photo op view, but um, I mean, look, he it was retarded he, because like, we should be so weak. Interacting for life, liberty, and happiness. About at this point. a fucking game show host. Well, look, he also said Trump also him. said that um, Trump also said that Ukraine would never happen. The Ukrainian situation would never happen, and right. um, I agree with the fact that he said that because. He sat down with Kim Jong Un. So, if he's able to talk to Kim Jong Un, he can talk to Zelensky and Putin. Neither would the Afghanistan issue. Neither would the Afghanistan issue. Neither would the Afghanistan issue. If we would have pulled out the right way, the whole Afghanistan, we would not have thirteen people dead. You know, because if you would have pulled out the right way, you would have like a normal leader that a normal coherent leader make sure all of the weather destroyed so there's not 800 billion dollars worth of assets of weapons and guns and stuff number one number two they would also make sure that uh all the american troops are out so that they don't end up being in this and their families are out so now we're not and so we're not uh, compromising or negotiating with uh, the taliban who are a terrorist pretty much so and another thing is that so number and last but not least um we should we should change it to uh, inside job, not the insurrection anymore. It's an inside job that was done by not only by the Democrats, but it was also done by the Republicans because the country was united together. But now, what's one way of uh, bringing dividing the country? Is you collaborate with both sides and their officials, party leaders, and you say, "Hey, let's make this up and let's tick off a country for the next four years and see what can happen." So I believe that was done by both Democrats and by Republicans, this whole January 6th thing. What do you think? Okay. I mean it's an I inside mean, job. I'd rather both. I'd rather that than the, the, the stupid nonsense I hear about people saying that it's it was all uh black 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 lives matter supporters or the um the, the Antifa uh, it, it, or Antifa or just being uh, anti-Semitic and saying that oh the rich Jews own a Black Lives Matter organization. <laughs> I'm, I'm like those type of sentiments are untouched and it's stupid. Um, but but for a bipartisan a, a bipartisan okay. plan yeah. 
to uh, try to make the, the country split um, and, and stay split. That is, I mean, you need you need nothing but beef to keep capitalism. You need class and you need people against each other to keep capitalism because that's what capitalism thrives off of. Um, so, yeah, I agree that that definitely agrees with their agenda. But then, but people will probably say I'm crazy thinking that Democrats were involved because they were the most afraid and attacked. But you don't truly know what we're down to, like twenty years later, like how the CIA does things. You don't really know the full scope. It's just stupid complaining so that's going Josh on. Right now. He was shitting bricks, running out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, he so I would back today. off of some because my so, so my is is the sidestep is literally getting us focus off of the real motivations of why we're doing the things we're doing and right now what i want to understand is because that's the reason why we're divided is why is it working why is this propping and why are you why is the right wing yelling things like that don't make sense why is the left wing trying to do mandates so i'm really interested sauce in wondering are you do you consider yourself a right winger obviously do the radical left No, I consider myself more as a three a free thinker. Uh, I don't consider myself as a proud boy or a tinfoil hat people and say anti-vax, anti-vax. You know, let's wear my tinfoil hat, everyone. No, that's a far <laughs> that's a far right winger. <laughs> you know, or I don't go or I don't go around with a hammer and a sickle and say, okay, guys, let's say death to America, everyone. No, I'm gonna. Uh, you mentioned that you mentioned you mentioned sauce that. Uh, the the Taliban the the Taliban which was the Mujahideen and that we armed are not terrorists. Now we have hundreds of thousands of Iraqis. We've come, uh, of course with India. We we uh, with Mossadegh we overthrew uh, the Iranian Shah and then we we tried to do the puppet leaders in South America. We rebels with guns fought disguises food trucks to overthrow their government and steal their oil reserves. And then we said that socialism didn't work. So the question to you is. How is them not working unless we're also how is this any part of the radical left's fault or because I, I just want to understand where, where this radical left uh, propaganda is coming from. I don't understand where it's coming from. I want to find out where it's coming from. Do you know where it's coming from? What is us? Why are they well, oh, I will say I will say it was back in the history of McCarthyism. McCarthyism was the ground breaking ground of, of demonizing uh, uh, socialist countries that were looking to become one day communist countries because there was never any communist countries. They're all socialist countries that their main goal was to become communists if you actually, if Americans don't really understand the philosophies behind these things. Communism is a, a, a thing to achieve, not what you already become you could be a communist party but you still have to be socialist in order to move it to that way and no other country is then we're close not even china is nowhere close at all right now but china is still i would consider a socialist country that moves in the capitalist aspect as well too with being the second largest economy in the entire fucking world um so that's just it's it's just embedded in our brains there's been a whole insurrections on attacking socialists in america from W.E.B. Du Bois, uh, he he got in trouble a few times. And W.E.B. Du Bois was a real, a really well-known socialist. I have read a lot off of him. He influenced me. Um, a lot of black socialists uh, have influenced me, which is why I take it as a, a heritage. You know, of they my use his influence. 
they were the real freedom fighters. They use his influence to tie us to communists. Because you know that black fist right. is a black because power he knew them. that you, you have on your... Right. Did you see that comment, that conversation? Right. White people always think that that has to do with communism. They freak they out. They smear us yeah. to communism. They stick us to yeah. it. They, they, they think the black fist is communist. They think we're Russian yeah. bots. This is what I think about the Democrats yeah, yeah, yeah. and Republicans. <laughs> they don't even address yeah, yeah. us as, real, as human beings. Though... Democrats and Republicans don't even acknowledge black beings with real voices. Majority of they black people that put their fists up like this is not They want to talk about how we're fucking uh, socialist Russian bots. They will do anything but pay us reparations. They will the wrongs of their fucking slave <laughs> enriched. And that's what that is. Capitalism enriches the U.S. Are you enriched capitalism? How much capital do you what kind of shit is this, guys? It's ridiculous. What, uh, how much capital do you have? What are your businesses? You don't have any capital, U.S. Patriot Angle. You work for a fucking capitalist. You work for the man. Yeah. And you're giving you're him all the shit that yeah. he needs. You even yeah. worship a fucking capitalist, bro. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Are you getting on him? I don't know what the fuck No. Like, don't get on him. Let him talk. Things, they say these things for no reason, bro. Nothing reason. Absolute logic. You just want to say, oh, my God, capitalism enriches you. You don't have capital. What the fuck are you talking about, guys? What the fuck are you talking Mike about? I can't talk Bro, right now. Fuck Mike up. Is, he, he's on the comments. the Middle he's East. We, that's the example <laughs> of, what, of how we're fucking causing capital scumbags that don't even to be true in the world, even though we're not 24th in literacy, we're 17th in actual fucking education, and we have a low expectancy. We're a third, we're a second world country. If you want to look at a dictionary or an encyclopedia and stop smearing the left and talk, talk about capitalism enriches you when you don't have capital. Look at the dictionary and see that everything you're saying is nonsense. But I love you. We are the only first world country that has no universal health care. That is something to keep in mind. And every country that is a first world country besides us does have universal health care. Um, but that just goes to show just um, how bloodthirsty Wait. these capitalists are here. In the United if, States. You don't get, if you don't get to the nitty gritty stuff, I believe that we are also give out. Uh, socialism healthcare as well. You look at Medicare and you also look at uh, the yeah. VA Veterans Affairs and all the people under that, then hypothetically you can say that we are we fall under socialist medicine or the socializing the medicine for everyone. Because right. if you're a veteran or active military, you get free free medicine until you die. And either well, and so do their families. But when you the government they, also unionized? Uh yeah. 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 That that so, definitely that's your whole point right there. Yep. <laughs> it's definitely real. <laughs> yeah, they, they do unionize. And that's and that's the whole thing is that um, that's why I kind of disagree on unions and why it's kind of like you rub my back, I rub your back. You pass certain bills right. that's going to work best for us, but leave them. Well, I'm a union out. worker, so I can't I, – I know, I know how much it benefits for me, and I know how much it can benefit for people, but I get – why people are skeptical of unions, especially in this country, because of how the corrupt they were able to become on certain levels, like the Teamsters. But I still defend unions because not all unions are like that. No, um, and, and not all. That, the, yeah, go ahead. and not Sorry. all. And no, and not all unions are bad. You know, there's good unions and there's bad unions. There's like, you look at the cold unions. Those I'm are. So, bad. I'm so glad you said that. What? That's a great. because it's, it's a great segue to cops. 
Oh. About <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yes. Hey, let's get rid so, of um, police unions and fire department unions. Police. Well, you know, uh, first. So that was the police in Ohio throwing tear grass in, into crowds. They, and um, of course, in uh, I believe it was uh, Colorado, they shot to a crowded, uh, they thought someone had a gun. They shot to a crowd and they injured six people. One person almost died at the hospital. They, uh, some of them played with the hospital because there's so many gun shootings right now. They, didn't even, they don't know if they were shot by cops or someone else because everybody's getting shot right now. Um, and so- Jesus. Obama once said, Obama once said that uh, a cop's important job is to make sure that he comes home at night. That's not his job. His job is to serve and protect the community. And they seem to be shooting the community. So, so I don't want to get rid of cops, my argument, but uh, there's some, uh, you know, there's systemic problems. They were before they were cops. I don't know if they're the sauce because you're from Russia. No, they do. Yeah. With no, black, they... they have a history with us. They used to yeah, they chase us. Back, we were property. When we were property, they used to, to the, to the capital, the capitalists, and put us back on the hands of the capitalists. So basically, they have that whole thing. Now they're trained by Israeli soldiers. So they really shoot people just like Israeli soldiers shoot Palestinians. We're literally nothing, yeah. and we don't, we're nothing to be. So what do you think about it? Am I, am I overreacting? Would you think that we should curb police brutality? So if so. Well, I think that police officers are the ones that started. Actually, the police union started the Dunkin' Donuts for them, so they can do donuts in the parking lot. I think that's why they started Dunkin' Donuts. So it's for them. Uh, that's a joke. I don't know if any. Oh, of you guys... I was like, wow, I didn't know that because I would yeah. believe that shit. <laughs> <laughs> they don't like they don't, don't like know. donuts anymore. That was old school sauce. They well, like no dos. Yeah, them... They like they like taking steroids. They liked fucking uh, yeah, sitting in their cars, fucking jerking off to porn. When they're fucking <laughs> out after the drugs they've confiscated <laughs> off of people, then they, they like to. Beat, they really like to beat people. They like to beat yeah. people, break their and uh, I charge them for resisting. Or Just give them free they membership to videos with Pornhub. Just give them free membership to Pornhub, and then it solves the problem. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it really but, does. It really does, bro. But, wow, that's a real a good. That's actually a fucking solution, bro. We should give them free memberships. What? To it's interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. See, okay. Okay. Come back to You were like a right wing pure. I didn't think that you agreed with porn. And so that's cool, bro. Uh, that is a solution. That's nice. Well, well, so here's what I think. All right. I think there's good cops and bad cops in every police station and every precinct. But I also think that there is, like, each police officer has to have some sort of racism inside and instill these in these academies. So the best way you the best way that you push and get rid of the racism and the kind of a instinct of racism is you start at the academies because you look at the put you look at it that you have police officers of uh, black and white police officers being systemic racist to each other like black police officers trying to get away of being a bully to either their old neighborhood if you're in Chicago 
or if you're in Madison, so that they have the upper hand so they can belittle other uh, black people try to get the upper hand. So you have to redo the whole, the academy, the police academy, and redo that system, re-educate everyone, relearn, and just start fresh with professors, you know, and get rid of the... So you agree with subconscious bias? You you think there's there's subconscious bias part of the uh, reason why they're so brutal? Uh, I the the academies teach that. I believe that. Yes, I believe that the academies teach that upon everyone. That's what I agree on. It's on both sides. It's not just Jamar, what you, black. What do you think? What, what do you think, think about this situation? This con- yeah. This um. Well, police brutality is something um that a lot of my comrades and our and I in the working uh movement uh focus on a lot. Um, and we have done teachings and all that stuff. Um, really good informative teachings. Because I think it's important that when we talk about police brutality and what it looks like um, to have safe communities, I think the big thing is like understanding what standard of public safety do we need to have for our communities and also address the poverty rate, which is the reason why there are so many crimes. And then actually assess what is crimes. Are we able to get these kids housing that are out here doing dumb shit? Um, what, <coughs> what can we bring into the system to liberate our uh, people that are dealing with poverty and not have to worry about an organization that is only made to protect property um, to uh, police this uh, community. And then, uh, then finding that, looking at mental health and all these things, then we can assess on whether how many people should we have for law enforcement and how can we train others to be first responders in other situations, um, do we need a gun for someone that's over that's ODing on the floor? Do we need to have police officers there, or should we have um, EMTs there? Um, I think um, there's just so many ways that I think that we can do uh, a different part of what can policing be and what public safety can be and, and the standards for public safety. Um, but we can look to other countries. America doesn't have to figure out everything on themselves. They can look and see what other countries done because they have addressed their police issues. They have addressed uh, their community that is um, within poverty. Um, there are other places that we can outsource and look at. Um, and I think that that was the failure with certain of these defund the police actions um, like uh, with the cities and stuff, they gave the people what they wanted, but they wasn't fully prepared to execute it in a, in a different way. Um, that, that's what I think is the issue with policing right now. Uh, but as you already know, I'm a Black Lives Matter supporter, so. Well, another thing that you also have to look at is at the revolving door. I'm a Black paramedic, and I know cops. They watch us all. Like I'm not a Black Lives Matter supporter. That organization is corrupt, but um, Damn, me, Tommy. I mean, they're the they're leaders in mansions. They're leaders well, mansions. It's look, they're guys, not all the way together. They have no factions within all an organization. Everything. So it'd be one. Is there any way we can literally come together without falling into and falling into a faction like human, like human uh, Neanderthals, like cavemen? Would we have to have know, a faction? I think all the it's time? just it's just nature <laughs> that you. Uh, you go with people that you relate to more, that you associate with people that relate to more. But I get what you're, I'll get what you mean. I get what you're saying. I agree with that. What's well, for thinking? You, I, <laughs> yeah. It's a thing where I have, you know, I just honestly, I have a problem with 
feel like connecting to beings that much because I don't understand the whole concept. So maybe there's something wrong with me. I don't really relate like that. I'm on the Oh line man, I'm pissing Mike you know? off in the comment section, man. He getting <laughs> on me about the Teamsters and the Law and Order. I mean, <laughs> I'm about to go on your show and we can talk about Sasa's all this giving me, about that. Sasa's, yeah, Sasa's, Sasa's giving me more answers than Mike ever had, at least. <laughs> well, here's but the you're not thing, as right wing as he is. So I'm not. Well, you. Well, you got to get rid of the revolving door. You got to get rid of the prison systems and you got to redo the whole prison systems because. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. Well, because that's what causes the extreme police, police brutality is because we don't give enough. We don't get enough resources in prison. You know, the only thing that we do is we like lock them up for the simplest things. Like, for example, uh, we have over multiple of these people like drug charges, like uh, possession of weed or possession of marijuana. But you also look at what's going on in Russia with that basketball player. Well, how do you do it? Is that it is the America's going to say, okay, you know what? We're going to, we're going to drop her charges or like the possession drug charges. And then we're going to bring her back. And then it just kind of put under the table. Well, if you're going to bring her back on those kind of simple charges and you're going to drop it for her, then why don't you do it for everybody else that is in the prison system? And you kind of get rid of like, you reduce the prison population and not only that, but you also give them a rehab and build more rehab facility people can learn and you give them opportunities to grow that's why they're not that's why they keep going back is because they don't know where to go after they get let go and it's on our duty it's our tax dollars and failure and our recidivism because they just, yes wow, bro. You, just you sound just like a progressive bro you just sound oh. like, uh, so the only thing standing in our way guys is literally the democrats and republicans i guess because we need to be agreeing about a lot of the issues and now he's to set aside the sense of yelling at each other and smearing, we all agree that if you're going to try to free Britney Griner, then why aren't you why aren't you legalizing marijuana here? What is wrong with this government? What's, well, actually, president because he's paid well, by no, actually, Well, actually, What's there up? was a bill. There was a bill in uh, in March that allowed it was in Congress. It was two. It was 238 that allowed to legalize marijuana across the whole board, and it failed in the Senate by 49 to 52. Munchen oh. and why aren't Munchen those people? Are why aren't those people voted out? It's why isn't our government working the way it's, it's supposed Manchin. to? It's Manchin. It's Manchin and so, Cinema. They're the ones that voted for, against it, and it was supposed why to. Why aren't they paying the, the price? Why aren't they paying the I don't know. price? This is, I don't know. They're well, the ones. Yeah, me neither. Manchin is a very that's a weird, right? Guy. Um, do you see how factions work, bro? Guy. This is why. Why <laughs> it's capitalism. Sorry. <laughs> well, you listen, go Man- Man- Joe Manchin is, um, he always uses the excuse, well, my constituents wants this. My constituents wants that. Uh-huh. Um, his, and his, I his think constituents are only gas. So, so, yeah, they do. They really do. I think this is a good <laughs> example for liberals. See, here, here I am going at liberals because I'm always going after liberals. Like, like how right wingers go They're hard fun. on the lefties, I go hard on the liberals, very hard. I don't consider liberals left at all. I think liberals are more moderate. They no. think they're left, but they're really not. They're more moderate. They 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 uphold the imperialist system. They uphold the imperialist system. They think the imperialist system is what we need. As long as that's America that's out there telling those brown people on the island to shut the fuck up and give us that damn oil, it's better to have that than a, a, a dictator that they created out of nowhere to control that country. But that that's a side note. That's my problem with liberals. Well, I yeah, think so that, um, why don't they like Trump? 
Why don't? Because he said take the oil. They, it's so weird how they say they the should same love things, Trump, right? They don't like Trump. Trump. Trump gives them what they want. Trump made the oil independent. Take the know? oil. He made the oil independent the oil? in America. No. You're... But and he got out I, of like. Because I don't know if he realized this, but when he when he uh, took the treasury money and then fettered the stock market, the free market with government money, your, your guy he did yeah. socialism. That's the definition of socialism. Well, Trump also you know almost put us into a war with Iran, though, guys. Like, but, but that guy gets so bad. He also <laughs> FEMA. He went to FEMA. He went to FEMA and got us unenhanced unemployment after it ran out of the CARES Act. Our our Republican president did more socialism than Joe Biden has ever fucking dreamed of. While Joe Biden was trying to cut Social Security, Trump, FEMA, and making sure that I got my fucking enhanced employment. I love the guy, bro. I'm just saying. I, I want him back because yeah. you guys think that he's, he's a right wing and all this, but he's doing socialism, and so we're all happy. I was so happy. I, want, I want Trump back. I want Trump back, bro. You should want, I want someone some fucking better, enhanced not employment. Biden or Trump. I love the shit he did. He, he vetoed the military budget, bro. What president vetoed the military budget? Budget. He's fucking old. What does the president have the balls? And Bernie Sanders wouldn't even veto the military budget. Why are He's you about to... I'm fed up with Joe Manchin. Yeah, but why is he... Why, why Bernie is Trump, Sanders, like, bro. so old and about to croak, and he's Big worrying about whether there's two genders or not? Like, that's just... Come on, bro. You're old. Because you he's, need... trying to, he's trying to play to Michael about that. He doesn't, doesn't give a shit about that shit. He's just trying to entertain Michael with his... With his <laughs> I, I like him better shit. when he was in... I like him better when he was in New York, and he was uh, showing up on rap. Uh, concerts and shit like that. That's the Trump I miss. I miss I the, the New York. I mean, he's, hanging out he's with the Kanye. same Trump, bro. <laughs> I don't the know problem is he donated. He, he donated to Kamala Harris. He donated to Joe Biden. He said. He said famously, the economy works better under Democrats. He donated to these guys, and they didn't do anything that he asked for. That's why he calls them the no. do nothing Democrats. Because he literally yeah, gave them millions are. of dollars in donations, and they sat in their fucking offices and didn't do shit. Yeah. That's why you're rich. Well, here's the thing. So, we can't say that Democrats don't have a backbone because their backbone is war. They they are the war yes. party. When they go into yes, office, you already know shit's about to get real overseas. Gas prices yeah. going the fuck up. All types of shit. Absolutely. Yeah, that's that's what they do. Yeah. They, they always got a problem with some other country. The Republicans will mention, will mention it. But they will always have a problem with somebody. Biden literally, everybody knew what Biden was going to do. He was saying it in, on the debate stage the whole time. He, he did, was talking bro. about China. He was saying twenty four seven. Well, but, but, but here's don't a, forget, here's a whole don't thing. forget, guys. His best friend George W. Bush almost destroyed the country with his fucking Iraq War, which led to a fucking recession. Then he bailed out Wall Street, and then Obama took it right. from there. Like these guys Obama are they're the seven same wars. people. They're the same people, guys. Yeah. Well, and you also, if Bush had time, you would have started nine. Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I believe that. <laughs> and, and Tommy, you also have to look at this, okay? The your Democratic Party in this day and age, uh, they have to have war in order to embezzle money. My question is, where did the one point four trillion dollars yes. go? Where did the one point four million trillion dollars go to Ukraine? Where did that go? And so you're telling me that all went to Ukraine. And so why isn't Ukraine already won the war? And why did Palestine request $312 million just this a uh, couple days ago? And not only that, but a couple weeks ago, we gave Ukraine almost $2 trillion. And why aren't they doing anything? Maybe, maybe if people actually read into their history and stuff, it's a Democratic Party. 
that uh, embezzles money and you, they use the proxy wars to prolong the war. And they use, and so in order to uh, proxy the war, they use, uh, they use it so they can embezzle money into their bank accounts and they can get wealthy. While the Republican Party uses gas companies to raise gas taxes on everyone during, the, um, the, during their administration, they push on taxing the gas, so then they feed off the oil companies. That's why we have a broken two-party system on both sides. Damn. So, you fucking nailed that shit. Agree. Yeah. yeah. Jamar, what do you, you think, Jamar? You it's missed happened. it, didn't you? That's exactly what's happening. No, That's exactly what's what happening. Said. completely understand. It is. So, and, 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 and you wonder why we don't win any war. And you wonder why. And now I'm not saying that the whole Ukrainian war is bad. It, trust me, it is bad. But if we truly are America that stands up for people and we really want to protect people, then why don't we do something? Why don't we bomb the heck out of Russia? And why don't we just send in troops already instead of saying, wait, wait, Russia has nukes. Russia has nukes. Russia is not Iraq. Russia is a military power country with 200 with two thousand, with two million uh, people in the reserves of their army, they have a large army. They're a large country with a lot of nukes. I don't. And America doesn't. Smart idea. Yeah, but why would you want two world powers going at it? That's gonna fuck the planet up, bro. <laughs> like, well, why, why don't you like your mother country? What so happened here, to your mother country? My, here, you, don't, you don't like you don't here, like it very so, much, bro. So here, here's my thing. Here's I'm my thing. That. Nah, nah. He, He's Americanized. They do that to all of us. Listen, yeah, I <laughs> don't love my about, don't hey, Russia has about fantastic that. <laughs> you talk nothing Russia but shit it. about it. So have I, though. So it's cool. <laughs> well, okay. it, but it shows you the two parties. Here, here, it's a shithole. <laughs> yeah. hey, you're born I, in Dallas. I love, okay. I love, I love the enthusiasm that Americans, Detroit. I love the enthusiasm that Americans think that, um, their military is so powerful that we can just go in there and just handle whatever we need to handle. But in the real world, that's not the case. Because what happened in the EU, for for example, they literally did everything they can to sanction Russia, the United States, and the EU. If I don't know if you noticed, everybody can look up this after the show. The EU actually pushed back sanctions because they realized they were starving their own people in Europe. So they had to push back sanctions on fertilizer. They had to push back sanctions on oil because they're, they're, uh, winter is coming. They're going to get cold. Poland literally told their citizens to go and burn wood for 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 the winter. Uh, Germany's going back to coal. Better France get those is going back to coal. So we're starting to learn that this conflict with Russia is not a good thing because Russia actually has done a lot of their resources that fuels the economy that we benefit off of. Now, well, I want to say us. I want to say us because we, we have our own independent oil ways that we could go to and we got to figure out that issue with Saudi Arabia. But the, the UK, all parts of Europe, they will be affected the most. I don't think we'll be as affected as badly as Europe will be affected with this war. And we started this. We helped them overthrow a coup in, in Ukraine. Oh. We made this problem. Wow. Um, I think Michael, I think now he's, he's hooked, bro. <laughs> I can't wait. I want to hear you guys. He, Michael finally but, found but a the, real socialist, and now he's excited. <laughs> but, Ten but, years. The, but here's a fact, though. But, but, the, but you're not getting a fact. But the bigger picture is is that we're throwing all, all of our money into one country, which is Ukraine. We're not throwing it, and if we're trying to help out the countries, why don't we give some to Ukraine? Why don't we give some to Ukraine? 
some to uh, England, some to Norway. So they all have money and they all have some kind of resources instead of just dumping all one resource in the one country. Oh, I meant into their own wallets. Sorry, it's called embezzlement. Then why don't we all like there's no, say that there's, there's no reason we should be it, giving anything to any country. America first. Uh, I'm a bingo. I'm like literally, Damar, that was the Are you going that to, won uh, the fucking election. Tell listen, me, don't pull us why, tinfoil hat. Don't listen, pull us why, tinfoil why, hat. why won't we handle our own problems don't first put on the tinfoil hat? getting into all this Yeah, because you said America first. Because you said America first, know, so I'm bro. guessing you're going to pull out the tinfoil hat. <laughs> listen, why don't why why I mean, why don't why don't, why don't we work out our own problems first? We're doing it. What? <laughs> yes. If we work out we our work own problems, problems that are CIA, every time they declassify, it turns out they were behind it. They were behind yeah, it. Why? Thing that's ever happened. Why don't we abolish? They were literally the CIA. behind it all. It made him Ab- abolish the CIA. You're my best friend. Listen, you, that's you, it. Ukraine. This guy's Ukraine my best is, friend. And you guys got to also understand, Ukraine has always been corrupt. You know. You you know their best their their most highest figure that they love so much. I'm talking about I'm not talking about all Ukrainians. I'm talking about the um the the the, the right radical uh, white supremacist Ukraine. Yeah, I'm gonna just say the word neo Nazis. They they look up to Stefan Bendero. If you look at Stefan Bendero, he literally killed and murdered a lot of Jews in Ukraine. That's who is their George Washington to them. A, a a butcher of Jewish people that that was in collaboration George with George Hitler Washington himself. was our George Washington. Guys, yeah, so that's why I compare to George Jefferson Washington. Yeah. Killed, you think about it, yeah. Thomas Jefferson and George Washington, more people. Hitler, like the Amistad, those slave ships that came even after slavery was banned. More more blacks fell into the Atlantic Ocean than Jews. Holocaust. I'm not trying to like make a. I'm just saying that it's funny who the victors. The of war, they write the history, right? So mm-hmm. to Thomas Jefferson, the guy that wrote the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, and he had some great principles in it. I love the Constitution. I have to respond to Mike. Mike, I am not. I'm not he wrong. He killed more people than, than Adolf Hitler. And it's funny. Wait, Tommy, Tommy, I got to respond to Mike. One, if Hitler won, history would be completely <laughs> different, bro. We would be. Yeah. Actually, would Joseph be Stalin won. Holocaust. Is. Yeah, Joseph Stalin won. Joseph Russia, Stalin, Russia yeah. beat the Nazis. See, that was Russia. So Joseph Stalin actually killed more people than Adolf Hitler. Joseph Stalin killed sixty million. I don't million know about people. that. Yes, Why he did. Do, y'all do that. Yes, How he did. Thomas Jefferson? Did he kill more people than Thomas Jefferson? Though? The numbers are always I different. I don't know if y'all noticed. They always change the numbers up. The numbers fluctuate when you look at it. No one really has a number because it's it's really propaganda. Like uh, honestly, it's it's the, it's McCarthyism. It is. This is it's McCarthyism. It. We we are embedded in McCarthyism. Like, and where did McCarthyism come from? Where did those? It came from our education system, our co- college yeah. system. Which I thought it came from the FBI. It came from Hoover. Oh, well, it came from Adolf Hitler, I believe, and yeah, which was influenced by the FBI. Why don't we just abolish the FBI and the CIA and get rid of it and start a brand new system up? I'd love to. I wish and we could do that. Let's do it. Yeah, I, y'all don't want my system. I, <laughs> so. I mean, we we would if, if, if Trump if Trump if Jamar if Trump implemented your system, Michael would be all over. It. He would be all over it. Bro. He'd be like, "Oh my God, Jamar, fucking right now." As no, long as he wouldn't. likes, that's no, what matters. No, no, no. I want to answer Michael. It, Michael, I was wrong on the Ukraine part. 
Michael, you could go to my YouTube page. I actually spoke to somebody in Kiev and we had a long conversation about Russia Ukraine conflicts. And then I also spoke to a politician named John Parker who just came back from the Donbass and he reported about what he saw <laughs> and what was going on to the ethnic Russians that are Russian speaking Ukrainians that live in Ukraine. So there's a demographic of understanding all the different types of Ukrainians that Americans don't get. It's, it's a complex issue. Michael, what the fuck just, is your problem? He's getting on me. I know. What is he saying that's wrong? I don't even understand what he's saying. Everything I, I talk about, I speak to people bro. about it. I I get people on so that knows what what I'm talking about, and actually, you're taking this so countries. well, bro. I, I I start yelling, but you you get. Is he trying, Michael? Michael calls him an idiot. Yeah, you're yeah, all trying Michael's to explain to Michael, and he's he's like, you're you're a, you're an idiot. Yeah, he's getting Fuck. on me. <laughs> really be yelling by now patient no nah, i have patience patient. i'm a patient guy um, um i've been dealing with politics a long time so i don't really try to be uh offensive as much but he met me on a day where i was very emotional that day you remember that episode and i did like have some things to say to him back and but that was that was an emotional jamar this is the adorable jamar this is funny because like, I, I thought me and sauce were going to be out but it turns out you and michael yeah so, so my, my last, uh, my last. So I gotta, we gotta wrap this up because I would, I would like to talk more if y'all want to come back next week. Yeah, just come back. We should. Uh, I would love, but uh, sauce. Let's talk There's about, a lot to talk. About. Let's talk about the gay. Let's talk about the drag uh -oh. queens because that's the thing that triggered me. Oh boy. Okay. What's with that? Are you attacking parents and working people? Why are you telling me they're? See, when I think about the worming. That's a pedophile. That's a pedophile word. It's a word that pedophile that pedophiles do. It's associated with that. So families that want there to be tolerant of gay people, groom. Doesn't that sound like a smear? I mean, what is what? You, I, I explain yourself on this. Explain, explain what I heard on this podcast. <coughs> so, does Jamar want to go first, or do you want me to go? Which one? I never, I never watched I, it. So I, I want you to know. go. I would check out your podcast later, though. What's that? I will. I will check your podcast out later. You though. should check out that episode, bro. It made me so. Yeah, I listened to it. Was it offended I, me? I listened to commentary from all aspects. So, do it. I'm a huge Patrick Bet David fan, and he hates socialism. <laughs> but I, I, so. I have to admit, I have to admit, Sauce, I was wrong about it. I, I, episode, and I fucking framed you as you're not. So see, I was wrong. So I apologize oh. about that. But please explain. So, please explain so, what what you were trying to, to convey. So okay, so here's why. So if you want to be gay, you can go be gay. Okay, I'm more of an old school type. So keep your so for instance, I have gay friends and I have you know, but what I like about them is that they keep it to themselves, you know, and that's how it should be. I don't think it should be forced upon anybody else because it's then you're kind of you're forcing them, you're piggyback forcing them to think one way, and you're forcing that acceptance, which you're gonna get. If you really truly want to be accepting, you say, hey, you know what? I am, you know, I like another man or I like another woman. Well, you congratulate them, but that's pretty much it. Just leave it at that and then have them sleep it over. And then it comes to their individual where it comes then up to the individual they told to say, okay, do I accept it or do I deny it and just pretend like that I never heard it? So you, for me, I just accept that it. Like, okay, you know what? How do I I'll be do supportive to them? How do I be supportive to them? 
that's what we should be doing. We shouldn't be forcing them and we shouldn't force kids to think one way or the other because that's one way of getting to the what. So we now have conservatives stating that word grooming. And then we have, oh, you're grooming because you're forcing upon them. Uh, they're not willing to accept it. And that's what causes a rift in the LGBTQ movement. It's that they're pushing it too far, the envelope. They're pushing it too far in the envelope. You got to do it gradually. And you got to leave it up to the individual those, to accept it or not. So, I agree with that. You shouldn't be able to do anything. But those parents, those parents that are you know, the city of their children, they were the ones with it, with them in, in, the dra- in the drag show. So I don't know that aspect of how it, it was grooming or how – you're forcing it on people. To me, it was a learning experience. To harmed at all in any uh, physical way. They had a learning experience. Every I was homeschooled, so I had a lot of those, those field trips where my mom took me. She took me at one time. I got to see a lot of shit. I saw a fucking fist up a cow's ass. It was very interesting. She wanted me to learn <laughs> like like that. So, but that's not grooming, I mean, though. She wanted that's me to learn gr- like that. That's not oh, my God, Tommy. That's you funny as shit. Yeah. yeah you know. that's I did. Educated. I saw that shit. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. <laughs> but that's so, called uh, what's interesting. You to address- what, what's interesting is that, that, you know, you're, you're talking oh, to, two, uh, to two members of the LGBTQ community as well. Um, so, you know, I, I identify. I agree with everything he's just said. I, but my yeah, thing is like I was a I was a kid that I was a kid that 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 realized that I definitely was not straight at a very young age, and I only feel for the kids that do have those same um, understandings of their emotions and their sexuality, like I did, and I I fear that they will be shut down or feel like they are not a part of the family because of that, and I know what that's like coming from a Christian background. So I, I really feel like it's on the parents to, to, to the parents to educate themselves, please try so their child can feel because there are a lot of I'm telling you right now, there is definitely some gay kids around. man. I mean, I went to high school and middle school. I was afraid to come out, but there was already kids out already. They were stronger than me. And that, that <laughs> like that kind of if you like that, it creates some it creates mental con- drug abuse. Drug abuse is very prevalent yeah. in the LGBT community because of it, yes. you know, and also suicide, if you, anxiety. If you got, yeah, where every days are going to hell and all that, you start to think you're going to hell. So I was trying to explain to Michael is that like I started I was a horrible person and I couldn't stop it. I, I, there's no way I, I tried so hard. And I was just, I, I didn't know what to do. I, I couldn't stop it. And then they're telling me I'm, I'm going to hell. And I tried real hard. Yeah. I really did. I went to conversion. I tried everything, bro. But then when I went to high school, uh, to college, I was like, uh, I'm going to enjoy this. And that's the end of that. And I said, fuck it. <laughs> it was the happiest thing. It was the happiest day of my life. The happiest day of my, You're life, like, what my life, guys. I, told, I thought to myself, you guys are Democrats and Republicans. Why the fuck would I give a shit what you think? You're idiots. You hey, you're like, what's the sausage that? Police system where you get screwed over and over again by the same fucking people, and you're gonna tell me that I'm oh, going shit. to hell? You guys are literal idiot morons. Voting parties. Get him, Tommy. Oh, that's what I said. Get him, Tommy. And uh, get on him. I've been happy. I've been happy as fuck, bro. Hey, Tommy, that's you I went... out who I was, bro. I got this. Who I was. Hey, I hey, Tommy, you went to. It's not. You it's not a game. Like, it's Tommy. It's Tommy Nation politics. Tommy Nation politics. What? What? What do you say? Uh, t- hey, t- 
uh, Tommy, you went to college. Mm. You went first to college, and you're like, "Hey, where's the sausage?" College market? fucking recreation center, bro. This is the recreation, the recreation <laughs> building, bro. Work out close, yes, dude. I can smell that. Uh, wait, so I don't those kids were girl, at, but that that was those kids that were... was great. I'll never forget it. Now, those kids were at nightclubs. Those two things, bro. Yeah, he was mad because these parents that uh, have tried to teach their kids, he doesn't think that par parents should teach their kids. I don't know. It sounds like government. You should stop being a socialist. You should tell <laughs> parents how to teach how to teach their kids. Yeah. Government and uh, I don't like this activity, bro. You're being a commie and you're being a Nazi. <laughs> Let the parents be free. Let we really freedom in this country, Michael. Okay, freedom. Liberty. So you don't tell the parents what to do. They, they, yeah. they, can, they can have a their kid. Have, kids can have guns. Their kids can go to drag court shows. Their kids can do whatever the fuck they want because they live in their parents' houses and their parents have custody. And so I disagree with I don't know is if I had a child, I wouldn't I don't I, would I don't get my kids. I don't get his double club. standard, bro. I won't. But so people why can't guns, the drag but, show they can't take their kids if to drag the drag show. show was kid friendly, why can't the drag show be like not at a club, you know, like like at a park? Like they do they do like um So he says hey, he's made up an eight. This guy's made up an eight. five to eight years old is now at the Mike by the Michael's government standards. If Michael was the government outlaw, not the Michael government, eight, you must be this. You must be. You must be this tall to ride this ride, parents. You cannot put your kids on a ride unless they're this tall and they're five to eight. They can have guns, but they can't go to a drag show from five to eight. That's wrong. So say it to Michael. Sounds like fascism. Sounds like government intervention. Sounds like a socialist. Oh anyway, my god! Very entertaining, Michael. I could literally do everything you say, bro, because you're fucking crazy <laughs> yourself. But anyway, back to what. Oh you, uh, back, so back, so back to what. So that back to conversation about. So what, what? What do you? What's your definition of pushing it? People's like when they're making, showing a love, expressions. Like what? What is? What's your definition? Well, like for instance, like having like mandatory workshops for everyone, and like having education days oh, okay. for everyone, and you know, and like and like for instance, like putting on like tv shows and like you know tv commercials and stuff and you're like man that's just one commercial after another and also just like um he is <clears throat> also like even in our madison like in madison or something like that all these like there's nothing wrong with pride parades or there's nothing wrong with parades but you can't force upon anyone and you can't force upon say okay you have to go if you're a high school kid because you know in high schools they push this and also in uh, the military where they force you to like to accept it and they force you to attend all these one day teachings. That's where, it, that's where it pushes a line. And also the fact that we have to say, Oh, okay. Uh, you look, huh. Like the bathrooms, the gender bathrooms. That's so pushing you upon guys, people. You guys get more uh, subconscious bias training. Military, don't you? The military. Yeah. That's what they're trying the to do. Right? Is, that, is, is that the point? Is that the point is they're trying, yeah. to, they're trying to get you aware of your subconscious bias. So you guys literally have rules of engagement. You have subconscious bias training. Why can't the cops have military training then? If we give them military-grade weapons, why can't they have military training? So they shouldn't have military-grade weapons. Yeah, why would they shouldn't have military-grade weapons in the first place? Like Jamar said, they shouldn't. <laughs> the only thing that they should but, have. Well, is how nerf come guns? the police don't get to go to the one? Okay, so how about this sauce? How about you can't like? Of course, high school people, but these, uh, but military and like people that are, in, in, you know. Engage in the community. They they have to do the mandatory because they're they work for the state. Is that? Is and that that's a, wrong. 
that's wrong for the people doing the states because that's like forcing that's where that comes in that's where it crosses the line the military you can't really do much anything about the military because you signed an oath and you're like oh well i guess i have to do what the military says or i can get an article 15 which is dishonorable or disobe- disobedience of orders right. you know but I've if you're it. like in if you're working at a state, like if you're working for the state of like state of Wisconsin or even state of Texas, and they force a, a class on that, that's absolutely that's pushing upon somebody that's pushing upon that state worker, and that's just wrong. Now, I believe that they should it should be optional. That way, if it's optional, if you leave that optional day training, you're going to be more susceptible of people attending. Then I'm going to be like, oh, if it's optional, then I'm going to probably attend it because that's not forced. Then I'm going to do it my own. Then you're willing oh, to accept it. Well, what do you think about the, that? The beginning Jamar? of the question. The beginning. Give me back to the beginning of the question. So, so we, Tori, and forcing people. Yeah. For, we're talking about forcing people to do things. I said I agree with high students, uh, but but the, but people that in the, the community, I feel like they have to have, to have that. Tree. But um, well, it should be uh, maybe I'm just going about it the wrong way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but then what about the racist pieces of shit that, uh, Are you guys like? Are you guys like into martial arts? Because like the most the the, the martial arts like jujitsu that teaches you about struggle. It teaches you about thinking tactically to get out of situations instead of um, you know just doing the easy way out. It gives you it puts you in a situation where you have to like really like uh, focus and and use your your brain to get out of this struggle. I think that if, like if they add that to the training, it would show more of a discipline, honestly. And the military definitely is, uh, from my understanding, is they are more disciplined as well too. Um, but they don't need those military grade weapons. They can just p- pick um, from that, and and it'll benefit. They'll benefit from the that aspect of being disciplined. It's about being a, a, a being disciplined and actually being a servant. To the community and not being entitled to the community you know i sit in these meetings with the cops uh when they go over their budget and they they don't talk about anything community-based it's all about money with them it's never really anything about well how how, how are we going to deal with this situation or help these people out um or how can we uh show that we support the community or anything like that it's always about money and then they negotiate and fight with um, our city, our city council people, about well, why is he making this much and stuff like that? That that's really what the main focus is. And so, so it's the military, with their endless budget. They don't have to worry about that, right? The yeah, they don't have to worry budget, about that. They don't have to worry about that. <laughs> nah, that's interesting. Nah, so there's an upside. Cash cow. There's an upside to the military industrial complex. Right. There's literally one right. upside to the military complex, guys. We found it. So, uh, <laughs> so this is we've been way over the hour, but this has been a very interesting conversation. And Michael, oh, I'm not going to show any of your comments. Just you need fucking reasons for freaking blather. Uh, I love you, Michael. <laughs> you're blathering. Uh, Sauce, you need to come back next week. Jamar, you're, you need I'll to come, come back, back in a week. Um, and uh, we need to I'll talk more because I've I've really enjoyed the show. And I, like I said, I was wrong about you, bro. And I'm a free thinker and as well. I am so a real socialist. Ocasio-Cortez is not. I'm <laughs> Michael, put him on your show. See, I will pay money. I will pay money to see Jamar on your show. <laughs> I want to see this shit. It's like a UFC fight, bro. Y'all, um, so I, you got final words to the to sauce. Final final words to the audience. What's your message, so, bro? Stump. 
would love to do a podcast with Jamar. I'd love to do a no, absolutely. I would love to do a podcast with Jamar. Uh, just him and I doing a podcast, and we definitely should do another one, all all three of us again, because it was fantastic. But if you guys want to follow me, I'm on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I do a podcast myself called Remember God Loves You, and I'll meet at the finish line. I talk about my journey, about how, you know, God has brought me through all the different trials in my life, and talking about how, you know, I'm all about community aspect and how we grow as a community together. So if you look for Sasson Tiemens in, in the bio, uh, if you look for my name, you're going to see a wonderful cover photo and you're going to see Remember God Loves You. And I'm on Spotify. I'm also on uh, Facebook. You just follow me on Facebook and Instagram where I do. Uh, I'm very interactive with the community. That's my tip tidbit. And Jamar, you and I should definitely connect after this. Yes, I think so. Uh, Jamar, Voice of Change podcast. And um, go ahead. What's your words? Say your words. Say your final words. They are putting Biden through elderly abuse, and it's time that Hallelujah. we look at the considerations that he is not physically fit, and the Democratic Party should be sued for putting this old man through this nonsense because he literally said he was going to go to China to tell China we're not going to be in the recession. Why would you do that? Because you just want to argue with people. Do better, Biden. Jamar, Jabari, VOC podcast. I give a true socialist perspective. I have people from around the world come on that are independent in their own medias that give a good understanding. And I like that whole free thinking thing. It's good to have a good discussion with people from all different viewpoints because that's what true organizing is. Being with the people, not just sticking to one ideology. You have to be able to have these hard discussions. And I agree. Take care of yourself. <laughs> and we can definitely talk. I'm so glad you guys. We need to. We have issues, like Saw said, that we need to solve ourselves because the Democrats and Republicans aren't going to solve it. To piggyback off what you said, this president has three boosters and uh, he got the COVID vaccine. He has COVID. He's clearly lied about have these COVID vaccines. He's clearly got contracts with Pfizer and Moderna. He's stepped down. I, I'm, I'm not going to be, I'm going to be a uh, you, Jamari. I, I would like to make an announcement. President Joseph Elizabeth <laughs> Biden, you need to be impeached immediately. Once the Republicans, but once they the take Amendment. because you're Nancy Pelosi, you're, <laughs> your speaker, your speaker is corrupt beyond imagination. Doing He's drunk. With her rich husband, her district. I mean that's the that's the best thing about Nancy Pelosi is that she's drunk. So basically, the president <laughs> was set up as a puppet of the rich. He's lied every by about the Easter Bunny. Lied about like the distinct minority for his failed vaccines while giving government contracts. The president should be impeached. He should resign. And I'm being completely serious. And liberals, if you have any principles and values, you will literally. How could you call yourself and not want this president who lied to you about COVID vaccines and you took him? You, he didn't just have, you did too. He lied. This guy needs to go. I'm just saying, guys, uh, that's my message. Uh, this president, it's really serious, guys. We're at a point where this president needs to, he needs to leave the, the office. Uh, all this shit about Trump and this insurrection, it is a distraction. This president is dangerous to the American people. He's endangered our lives. 
He's sworn to protect his foreign domestic. He failed or did not even do it. He didn't even, he said Roe v. Wade was on the ballot. He didn't even Roe v. Wade. Still saying Roe v. Wade is on the ballot, even though it's fucking overturned. This president's dementia riddled, he's incapable, and he's also corrupt. He needs to be he needs to be replaced immediately. I don't even care if it's Kamala. Oh this god. That's done. He needs to go. He's in the American people. He, he's <laughs> sick. Uh, chance, like I gave Joe Biden. I mean, I, I gave Joe Biden a chance. I tried to say <laughs> I couldn't even think of any dementia riddled old man, and I could never think of anything good to say about Joe Biden. I tried. Right. I'll try I'll try with Kamala too. But this guy's mm. had his chances and he's failed or, or he's succeeded in whatever he's doing. He's the enemy. And I'm not being sarcastic. I'm, he's literally the enemy. He's not our president anymore. I'm sorry. He's not. And that's what Thomas's government says. Joe Biden is not our president anymore. Sorry. He's he's done worse than Trump. So, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, just remember, if you disagree with me, be free-thinking, innovative, totally open-minded, and we can have good conversations. Thank you so much for Soslin Timmonson. Is that how you say your name? Soslin Timmonson? Timmonson. 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 Thank you, Jamar Jabari. We will live long and prosper. Let's live for life, liberty, and happiness. So it's time.